On your Gaydar discussing all things LGBT, be sure to follow us on social media. It's at On Your Gaydar across all socials. Hello and welcome to On Your Gaydar. And since everyone was popping up about the whole Studs situation from the last episode, I thought we're going to have to do a Pressures on Studs part two. This time I'm joined by Shan. Hey. Hi. How are you? I'm good. I'm not too bad. How are you? I'm good, thank you. So you listened to the previous episode? Of course, I always do. Ah, big up every single time. Love mm-hmm. that. <laughs> and first, let's just learn a little bit about you. So what was your coming out experience? Oh, um, I came out, I came out quite late, I think, you know, according to like most people's stories. Um, I came out when I was just turning 19. Um, it's a bit of a sad story. Uh, <laughs> my mum was in hospital and I just, uh, I think I was in like my second year of college and I met a girl and um, I thought it would be a bright idea to bring her to my house while my mum was in hospital to help me clean and look after my house. And um, my sister saw me and the girl holding hands. So she rang my mum from her hospital bed and my mum rang me and was like, get that girl out of my house right now. And I was like, what do you mean, mum? What do you mean? Yeah, I know, the drama. And um, <laughs> she was like, you know exactly what I mean. Get that girl at my house. And I was like, I was like, oh, it's now or never. And it was like, tell me, tell me why. And she's like, you're in that house doing dirty things with that girl. And I'm just like, obviously I was shook. So uh, long story short, she kicked me out and I had to move in with like my first ever girlfriend. So it was like, yeah, it was a bit deep. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Was that like recent? How old are you now? I'm 25 now. That was oh, long so that was ages ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. And how's your family with it now? Is it still like... You know what? Um, it's kind of rude to say, but I feel like my mum just did not like the girl. Because oh, okay, now I'm moving on. She loves my new girlfriend. Um, she's now. Um, I think it's helped that I've like I'm grown up. I've moved out. Um, I'm, she, she can see I'm my own person and she can see like the person I'm becoming. So I think it helps. And she can see like it's always been a part of me. But it's a case of you know, her coming to terms with it, me coming to terms with it. So it's all good now. Oh, wow. And what point did you start, like, dressing more tomboyish then? Oh, you know what? Even from when I was a kid, I've always dressed like a boy. Like, down from when I was, like, in year seven, I would, uh, my mum would always buy me a school skirt, but I'd always get my school trousers and I'd, I'd leave the house in my school skirt and I'd put my trousers on underneath and take it off. So from young, like... And even when I should buy me clothes when I was young, younger than that, I'd always find the hoodies, I'd have my hood up, I'd always try and get a hat on, trainers, and like she hated it. Um, but ever since I was about probably like seven. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Did you feel time. different like wearing school trousers? Because I know a lot of girls do wear skirts. Did you feel a bit like, oh, I'm wearing trousers, no one else is? Nah, you know what? Because I felt comfortable. Like that's just how I felt. Like, so. All, all my friends were girly girls, like your typical straight girls, and they were all wearing their skirts and loving their life. And I'd be wearing my trousers, and that's just how I felt. I felt comfortable that way. Like, I didn't look at it any, as any other way. There was obviously other people wearing trousers too sometimes, but because I think my mum could see that I was gay, like, yeah. but she didn't know, she was, like, enforcing the skirt a bit more. Okay. So I didn't think anything of, like, anything different. I just thought I got trousers on. I'm comfortable. So do you feel like your mum actually knew like fully, like she knew. A hundred percent. That woman knew. She could tell me she didn't. <laughs> she did. She did know. Like just down to little things. Like 
my obsessions with the with the TV shows I was watching. Like, um, okay, I've, I've re- you know I've recently been rewatching Glee, and I was obsessed with that show. And she <laughs> knew she could not tell me that I was not gay with the, the way I was obsessed with that show. Just like little <laughs> things like that. Do you know what I mean? But I suppose because of obviously you are a woman, she's probably just thought, oh, girls like musical things and whatever. Listen, I said to her, I'm obsessed with them two girls there. The ones that I, keep <laughs> I told her, she knew. So she knew exactly what was going on. She just didn't want to come to terms. Well, she wasn't ready to come to terms with it at the time, I assume. Yeah. So, what advice would you give now to like a parent who's got someone, got a child who are dressing a little bit more tomboyish? What advice would you give to them right now? It's difficult because I feel like this generation, they're they're way ahead of us. Like they're doing a lot better. So it's a bit easier to say, you know, like, oh, let them, let them dress how they want to dress and let them come to terms with themselves. It's just one of them ones where you have to, for the parents, I think you have to just, it's a, that's a difficult question, you know, each parent's different, but I think you just have to say to them, like, look, they'll find their way. They may, it may not be what you want for them, but at the end of the day, it's who they're gonna end up being. And if you can't stop them from being who they wanna be, because they're gonna do it either way, so. No, for sure, definitely. So listening to the previous episode then, what was it that jumped out to you that made you think, nah, sis, i got to talk on this? <laughs> okay, so obviously you had my friend Nade on there. Um, me and Nade are cool, but she had her opinions. And I was like, you know what? This is a conversation me and her haven't had, and I've got different opinions. So on the whole stud thing, the whole like the strapping thing, like the all the whole conversation, i got a whole different point of view. Oh, I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. Let's just jump straight in then. Let's just mm-hmm. talk about the strap situation then. So okay. you heard the strap situation and kind of like we summarised from the last episode that there's a kind of thing about students taking the strap. It's like, oh, why are they doing that? How do you feel about it? Okay. Me personally, I'm putting that out there straight away. I take it. Like, um, I think... I present myself as a stud. I don't know if everybody else thinks that, but I look like I'm, I'm a stud to me. And... I don't see it. I don't see the problem with taking it. I feel like I feel like a lot of studs are lying. Personally, I feel like a lot of studs are lying. They're lying because I've got I've got them friends, and they're telling me they're strapping their stud girlfriends. And you cannot listen. I'm sorry. There's no way all of these studs come prepared with their straps and they're not taking it. They've all got all these different size shapes and sizes of straps, and you're telling me they're not taking it. And I'm not being funny. Equally. When you're in a relationship, there's always that one person that makes you be like, oh, go on, please, let me do it. And you do it, you do do it. If you're in love with them, yeah. truly, you will do it. And that's my opinion on it. Like, I take it happily, like, I don't mind. But, and that's just because I'm a woman and we all have those same sensations. Obviously, some people have different, um, um, what's the word? Different, yeah, different sensations and pleasures when it comes to, like, sex in that way. But if you're a woman, I feel like there's nothing wrong with having that pleasure from from a strap. Do you know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with it. No, there's nothing wrong with it at all. I think it's just a pride thing. And I don't understand where it comes from, though, because, like, it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's just like, you see how you have uh, toxic masculinity? It's a thing with studs, you know? And I I don't know how to, like, to put my... I don't know what the word is, like, I'm looking for, but with studs, they've got some kind of aspect of it, too. Like there's that toxic masculinity trait in them, but we're women. And that's what I feel like we need to get our heads around, like as studs as a whole. Like you can't be say I'm a woman, I'm a stud, but then being a toxic man. 
Like it's like they're saying they can't take the strap because <sighs> you know when a man asks a woman who's the man in relationship, it's yeah. that whole it's that conversation there. When in reality, you can't have the same argument say, oh, there's no men in the relationship. But when you're equally acting acting that way, do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's so true. Like there's there's acting like a stud, but then there's acting like a man. And I think that's the pride thing, you know, it's like it's push and pull. It's hard to like differentiate between the two. And I think that's what a lot of studs struggle with. And it's the pride. It's the pride. 100%. You broke it down so much. Let's go into the comments then, Mm -hmm. because the comments on this one was going off. So I posted a clip of me, Ned and Sherelle talking about the whole stud situation. Okay, cool. Shout out to Wavy Shay. She said, just because you see masculine, masculinity, wow, I couldn't say that, what? doesn't mean that you have to hold it through intercourse in a relationship. You shouldn't have to feel like you have to prove something if you're having intercourse. Who's going to know that you take the strap apart from you and your partner? Do you feel like no one should ever know? Like, do you think that if your son takes the strap, let's say they're like, I don't want anyone to know, that you should mm-hmm. be like, all right, cool, no one should know then? If that's a conversation you've had in your relationship where, you know, your stood partner said, I don't want people to know that I take the strap, then cool. But then, yeah, that's that's a, like, you know, that's the trust within the relationship, do you know what I mean? But at the same time, it's like what this person, was it Shay, sorry. Like, yeah. It's, um, so what, can, we read, can you reread the question, um, the, what she said? The comment, so? yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because you see masculinity doesn't mean that you have to hold it through intercourse yeah, or a relationship. Yeah, that, that part right there, that part right there. You don't need to like, just, you can be masculine presenting on the outside. When it comes to the intercourse in your relationship, why are you, why are you like hiding that part of yourself from your partner? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you're, you're two women at the end of the day. That's how I look at it. Okay, right, I've got a question. Okay. Let's say if a femme mm-hmm. wanted to strap their stud girlfriend, but their stud girlfriend is not here for it. They're just like, no. Do you feel like that's a good enough reason to leave someone because they're not fulfilling your sexual desires? Hmm. Well, like, yes, in a way. And that might sound a bit like, like I'm being, like, I'm contradicting myself. But if you're not being pleasured sexually in a relationship in whichever way, shape or form, it's just not for you. It's not yeah. for you. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just, it's just, if you flipped it on the other side, if it was like straight people, if a man, if a woman's like letting a man put his dick in her, then they're not going to last, are they? Yeah, it's so true. It's the same way, that's how I see it. That's so true. Oh gosh, this is getting so interesting. <laughs> Shout out to four girls for coming in. She said, everyone gets horny. Everyone likes to be sexed up. Mm-hmm. It's it's up to the person to what extent their sexing reaches. Everything else is for the birds. That's so true. I feel like they should just try it. I 100%. feel like they should just try it because they might actually love it. This is the thing, like, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but me and my partner, we explore it and in many ways, shapes and forms. And I will save my, I'll save my chest on a daily. Like, if I'm in that mood, she'll strap me and... In fact, I guess we're both switches in that way. Yeah, like I'll strap her sometimes, she'll strap me. It doesn't mean either one of us is more masculine than the other because my, if anyone that knows my girlfriend, they know she's a full femme. And I'm a, I am present myself like 90% of the time as a stud. So there's no, I think it's ridiculous. I feel like if more studs give it a chance and just put their pride aside, it wouldn't be such a like a problematic topic. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm so ridiculous. happy that you're open to talk about it though. And you're like, mm-hmm. yeah. I it is what it is like I don't see the shame in it I don't understand it 
No, exactly. Big, big shout out to Tampoles because Tampoles went in on her comment. She said, it's weird because we say as gay people that we don't want to be in a heterosexual norms, mm-hmm. but we do the same thing by demasculizing studs for taking the strap or even studs for like they do it to themselves. The same way straight men doesn't even want to admit that they like a finger in the bum just because he's scared it will make him feminine. All facts, all facts. 100% it's so like, true. That comment is so, like, 100% nail on the head. True. Like, it is, like, the same thing as boys being like, no, I don't take a finger in the bum. Exactly, because they're, they're, they're scared that it's associated with being gay when it's not, it's not, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Everyone stresses me out too much. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone really stresses Literally. me Literally. out. <laughs> right, let's talk about labels then. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the whole stirred stem, femme label? Okay, um... I don't mind labels, you know, because at the end of the day, if I go into a club and I say to my friend, oh, I'm, I'm looking for a femme, I don't want to get pointed in the direction. Do you know what I mean? We need to know what we're talking about. Like, I think it helps. I think it's healthy. Um, the stud thing, though, I feel like there's a bit of a blurred lines with that one, um, what a stud is. Um, I think you spoke about it on the last podcast, actually. Yeah. In my opinion, a stud is a black, masculine-presenting woman. That's what a study is because, it, like, if you Google it, research it in like history, that was a word made by black women to identify themselves as masculine women. Um, so, in my opinion, when I'm seeing these, like, especially on places like TikTok, hmm. you go on the if you go on the tag stud, not one stud is on there, not one stud. It's all your um, I I describe them as butch. Uh, so any of ethnicity other than black, I describe as butch. Uh, presenting maybe but that's my opinion on the stud thing um stem you know what weird with stems is a stem one that wears my stem wears makeup sometimes yeah so stems are more like okay they can dress boyish but they'll wear a bit of makeup Mm, that's it it's weird you know because like i'm definitely a stud but like sometimes i feel like i feel a bit girly you know and i'm like does that make me (laughs) well i don't i don't know it's one of them ones like if i put my weave in i feel like does that make me a stem now but it's one of them. I don't know. It is weird though. I feel like, do you know what I think is? I feel like we all want some form of identity. Like mm-hmm. as humans, we like to try and identify mm-hmm. ourselves somehow. We want to fit into a community mm-hmm. and we're just further doing that. And it's like, even if you feel like you want to wear a tracksuit one day, as a feminist, you want to wear a tracksuit, you're like, oh God, <laughs> should I be any, doing yeah, this? <laughs> should I be allowed to do this? <laughs> Ridiculous in a way, isn't it? But I just feel like, yes, labels help. But at the same time, if it's if it's stressing you out that much, you don't need the label. Yeah. You know what I mean, like it should it should be stressing us out that much where people are beefing in the comments about what this is, what that is. Like at the end of the day, if you're part of like you know the community, you're part of the community. That's how oh, I see for it. Sure, a hundred percent. Okay, cool. Male roles within a relationship. So obviously, you're in a relationship, as you mentioned. Do you ever feel pressure to take on male roles? Absolutely. Oh, you know what? I'm irritated about it, if I'm honest. <laughs> but then, like, just little things, like, if you ever, you know, sleeping and we hear bumping the night, it's it's me that must go check. I'm so <laughs> mad. Every single time, I'm scared too. Like, you know, I want to get fired. But at the same time, it's like, in other situations and scenarios, if we're walking down Broad Street, for, uh, like, yeah, if we're walking down somewhere like Broad Street, you know, where most of the straight clubs are, I'm more masculine presenting, my partner's more feminine presenting, so she's going to get a bit more attention than me. So in that sense, I do feel more protective because 
I feel like maybe people might see my partner as weaker than me. Yeah. In ways when it's definitely not the case. But um it's definitely like it's definitely a thing still just have to take on more of a masculine role, even for down to the fact that, you know, if there's ever something broken in the house, I'm expected to do it. Listen, I'm Googling how to just turn a light bulb too because, you know, I mean I'm joking, but at the same time, it's that kind of that kind of um scenario. We are expected to do more of the masculine stuff. And I think it is ridiculous because I can cook, I can sew, I can do equally feminine things or things that are considered feminine too. Do you know what I mean? yeah no for sure and i'm so guilty of it like anyone that i've been with i'm like oh yeah you could do all that stuff but now i think about it i'm like how how do we escape that though like how do we get out of that i don't think we can you know it's all oh it's it's difficult it's difficult i don't think we can or if we can it's we're not there yet because i think it's such a a small matter in the community rather than there's, there's so many bigger things i think it's a small matter so it's one of them ones where if if there's a spider in the house, do I want to kill it? No. <laughs> but because I'm the one that's wearing a hat and a hoodie and I might have a bit of a fade at the back of my head, I must kill it. I think it's I think it's a minor, really. But at the same time, it's de- it definitely exists. It's definitely it's definitely a thing. Um I don't know, but I think you'd have to ask a, um, a lot more studs about how they feel about that because at the same time, do I care? No. Does it make me feel a little bit empowered sometimes? Yeah. Oh, or, yeah, of course. I bet you feel it a little bit. Just a little, a little bit, bit. Only a little bit. <laughs> well, like, when I can't be bothered, then I'll be simply irritated about it. I'm like, no, you got to do it. <laughs> but, yeah, I think it's one of them ones. You'd have to ask. I think that's something that's uh, subject to opinion. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And obviously, any students listening, you're more than welcome to come onto the podcast. I didn't realise yet how triggered you guys would be about talking about this stuff. Because yeah. I thought about it in my head. I thought, oh, I wonder how they actually feel about all these things. And everyone's like... Back, like... They don't care, but they do. They just... Oh, of course they do. <laughs> of course they do. Let's read the comments then on this situation. Um, shout out to one and only Nikas. They said, it's because we're categorised that we have all these expectations. It's so true. Just goes back to the categories again. But they're just easy, though. They're so convenient. Yeah. So, so convenient. I, I feel like even down to things like birthdays and stuff, we're expected to do the whole, the roses and the flowers on the bed. And But at the same time, I feel like the femmes step up more for, for that kind of thing, you know? That is so true. Would you want flowers though? Because I get stressed about this. I'm like, I've never really, and maybe actually, I think I've done it once or twice. I've never really that often brought studs flowers. So I'm like, would they even want them? What kind of reaction did you get when you brought studs flowers? That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> See, no, I've, never, I've never had like a be like, oh my God, yeah, I want flowers. You know what I mean? It's one of them ones where like, I probably have the same reaction when I've been bought flowers. Like, oh, that's nice. And, that, and you know what? I have actually said, don't want, don't buy me flowers. Just buy me like, some food or something yeah. but um it's a nice gesture any like if you're doing the whole big like balloons and birthday then yeah get me some flowers i don't mind i don't mind I'm, like, but it's that i don't mind though it's like well why am i doing it if you don't mind yeah exactly it's one of them ones like i feel like femmes definitely care about things like that more because it's but again i feel like it's just gender norms it's the same yeah. thing it's like men buy women flowers so the stud must buy flowers but i don't know I don't really care about them personally. I don't know any sort of girls, if I'm being honest. Literally, they don't, but I'm like, but maybe we want to do something nice for you guys. Just buy us a hat or some boxers or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's what I would suggest. 
Oh, that is so funny. Shout out to Stacey. She said, I ever needed a man. It's so true. Where's this energy, though, when, yeah. it's, when you're with a stud? Because when you're with a stud, suddenly you want a man. I just think that's down to toxic femininity again. That's toxic fems, that is. Listen, they want it all, but then they can do it all themselves. So I'll explain. That's, 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 your, that's your team. You guys can explain that one. No, do you know what? My team stresses me out. You so stress me out, but fem stress me out even more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, they're enough to tie me straight, honestly. <laughs> like, you think studs are bad, fems are just as bad. No, I know. I know. So in terms of friendship then, we touched on it in the previous episode before, how do you find navigating stud friendships? Um, You know what? When I was a bit younger, I was dead against it dead against it i was like no can't be friends in no stud because all i want to do is move to my girl whoever i'm seeing at the time and i can't trust them as i've gotten older it's so hard to uh to go through the community and not date somebody that's dated other studs mm-hmm. and you can either there's two there's two ways about it you can either be, be friends and be cool with them or not even don't, don't have to you don't even have to be friends just be you know mature about it and just be like cool you're right or you can be in the club the whole time, stood up against the wall, cutting your eye at every single person that walks in because every single stud somebody that walks in. And it's just, who's got time for that? Like, who's got the energy for it? You, you, using more energy, being angry, than just getting on with them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we've all, we've all dated someone mutual. Do you know what I mean? And there's no point in making enemies out of it, realistically, unless you have a reason. Yeah. So I'm, I'm cool with having stud friends. Um, yeah, I'm cool with it. I've got a few more as I've gotten older. But I feel like there's always a hiccup in the way. Like, there's always one beef in between. But then you find your way back to each other and it's calm. Yeah. There's always a beef, though. But I feel like that's the case in majority of friendships, though, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just it's a different kind of problem when it comes to studs. Well, it's, the problem is every stud thinks they're better, bigger and badder and better than the next one. Um, I think maybe Nade was touching on it actually about like um, who's got the best haircut or who's got the best, yeah. you know what I mean? It's definitely that. Um, but if you're one of them kind of studs, I feel like you're just insecure, like seriously. Like if you're looking at what, what the next stud's doing, then you just, I'm, I'm, I'm here, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm out on the scene, I'm having a good time, that's all I'm there to do. I'm not watching what everyone else has got. I'm more likely, if, you, if I see a stud wearing a nice outfit, I'm more likely to com- compliment them and say, yo, you look good. Yeah. But um, there's not that energy isn't for everybody. Do you know what I mean? So I think stud friends um, gets better with age when you're yeah. older. That's yeah, that's so interesting though. But to be honest, when you're like 18, everyone moves so reckless. Yeah, listen, the things I was doing when I was 18, I can't <laughs> talk about it. It's ridiculous. But you know, you live and you learn. Yeah, no, it's Oh gosh, let's talk about the scene as a whole because obviously you yeah. worked in Village before, yeah. How yeah, was that working in part of the scene? Uh, uh, you know what? I look back at it and sometimes it's one of my fondest days, like, fondest days, fondest memories kind of thing. Like I had the best time there. Um, but there's so much drama. There's there's so much you see and everybody feels like they know, yeah, when you work on the scene. Yeah. So, you know, you get... It's irritating it's irritating it's that's the biggest word i can use to be honest it's irritating um it's fun but it's irritating it's fun working with the people you work with you know seeing people on the regular <clears throat> sorry um but it's tiring it's tiring like if you're not built for drama 
I wouldn't work on the scene personally. Like, I feel like it's the same as going out on the scene, though. It is so much drama if you go out regularly. Uh, it's difficult, though, because when you go out on the scene, just as, like, a clubber, if you get into drama, all you can risk is, you know, um, getting chucked out, getting thrown out at the end of the night. If you work on the scene, people take advantage of that. They know you can't do certain things because, like, I remember when I worked there, I must have been doing something stupid on the night, like, in the street, and it got back to my manager's. And I got in trouble for it, or like I got like reprimanded for it, like they told me off about it. So people take advantage of that. They try and take you for a bit of a dickhead on the scene because they know you can't do certain things. So if you're not for it, don't do it. But I do recommend it because especially when you're new coming out, it's such a fun place to work. You get to know people. It makes you like used to being gay, I guess. It's weird. Yeah. Oh, but I it's fun, man. It's definitely it. fun, but like be ready for it if you're going to ever consider doing it. Yeah, I just, I don't know how anyone does it. <laughs> I mean, technically you do too, you know, you like, you DJ on the scene, so. Yeah, but I do my hour set, I dance, <laughs> I go home, I ain't got to be there yeah. every day. <laughs> yeah, it's true, it's true. But I feel like it's one of them things, it's like a secret club when you work on the scene. Like, you, you know all the ins and outs, you know all the tea, you know who's with who, you know who's cheating on who. And it's fun. To an extent, yeah. <laughs> There's a part where you just feel like, okay, I, I'm in, I'm enjoying the tea, but I just want to have my night now. Yeah. So yeah, it's a bit like that, but it's fun. I can imagine. Right, final thoughts then. What advice would you give to someone that's coming out at the moment? Um, firstly, please. I know it's I know it's ideal to be like, oh, I'm gonna come out. But firstly, always check your check your safety. If it's not safe for you to come out, don't come out. Like that's my one thing I will say. But secondly, um, now's your time, man. Like it's, it's, there's never been a, a bigger or better time to be out and gay. Like never been a more safer time, really. So if you're gonna do it, now's your time. Just pick it pick your time wisely. Um, you know, check your surroundings. Make sure you're where you're living is a safe environment, and you're in a you're in an environment where people, you know, are not going to react badly to it. Um, and maybe do it in small parts. Tell your friends first, and then and then navigate telling your family, because that's what I did. I told my friends first, then told my family a bit later. Well, kind of fell out the closet, but same thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I think that is always the best way, though, to like tell one person at a time maybe because mm-hmm. to deal with your whole world changing straight away it's exactly. a lot like, that's too yeah. intense yeah it probably like it probably is man like mine mine changed within literally 30 seconds a 30 second phone call my mum cussing me meant i was out on the road you know what i mean so it's it, you gotta do things properly definitely that's my biggest regret would be like i wish i did things properly yeah but also as well if you fell out of that closet girl you had no choice oh literally <laughs> I wasn't even ready to be in a relationship, but you know, <laughs> the ones I had to be for three years. I was like, okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's a lot. Thank you so much for chatting okay. to me. You've been amazing. Thank you for having me. No worries. On your gaydar discussing all things LGBT, be sure to follow us on social media. It's at on your gaydar across all socials.